0: It just sounds like you're trying very hard to be erudite. And um, I had a kid here the other night, and, you know, the first paragraph alone, I saw the word girth, the word pusillanimous, sedulous. <laughs> it was like the kid had swallowed a dictionary. Like, we know you're smart based on your 1570. You don't need to, like, take every vocabulary word you've ever learned and throw it in to your essay. Sometimes yeah. simplest is best, and yeah. it comes across as much, much, much more, uh, you know, real.
1: From Test Takers, this is the Hashtag Prep Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn more about standardized testing and college admissions, so that you can help your students navigate this important time with accurate and insightful information. Hosted by Test Takers Director of Development, Andrew Nani and Director of Personnel, Jeremy Friedman. So Prepare to learn the secrets that will help your students gain clarity, reduce stress, and work smarter, not harder. This is the Hashtag Prep Podcast. Welcome back to Hashtag Prep, the Test Prep Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and if you're feeling generous, feel free to leave us a five-star rating. Also, don't forget to check us out at preppodcast.com for extra resources and show notes. As you can see from our episode's title, we're talking all about the college essay today, specifically the Common App essay, which can be used for over 900 colleges. Now, before we meet our guest, who I'm truly excited for you guys to meet, she's one of the few people in the world that is an inspiration to me as a teacher... I want to remind everybody that the essay is a component of your holistic review. So if you aren't the best writer, one, kudos to you for listening to this podcast because you're doing uh, something to better yourself. And two, don't stress out and make sure you put your best foot forward. That's what this essay comes down to. But why is the essay so important? Well, for students with high grades and scores looking to apply to elite or competitive schools, guess what? You're not the only ones doing that. So having a strong and moving essay is going to be how you distinguish yourself It's the most unique part of your application at the end of the day. And that's a challenge given that we only have 650 words for the common app and a slew of prompts to pick from. Since this is an expansive topic, and while I have proofread many essays in the past, my speciality is in test prep. So today we have Lisa Antonori of Ad Astra, to join us. She's a college essay expert, a grammarian, and a good friend. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey guys, Lisa Antonori here. Lisa Antonori, doer, I guess I should say. <laughs> my husband deserves a little credit. Um, I have been doing test prep, prep for 24 years and I have been focusing on the college essay for as long here at my house. I work with probably about 40 kids every year on their Common App and all their supplementary. Essays for Colleges, and my, my motto is, God is in the details when it comes to writing that college essay, so I hope we talk about that a little during the podcast.
1: Well, since we're recording this in mid-October, many of the deadlines are quickly coming up. For the regular decision application, the deadline's early January, uh, but for early admissions and acceptance, the deadline's usually November 1st. Absolutely, which is why these circles are under my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I even remember in Halloween two thousand seven. I was dressed up in my Prince costume, knocking out the details of my college essay right before there was that November 1st deadline. I want to see that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and for the students listening, I wasn't dressed up as a literal Prince. I was dressed up as the artist formerly known as Prince. So Lisa, when is the best time to start working on your college essay then? So here's the thing. And kids aren't going to like to
0: hear this. And I'm some, somewhat of a hypocrite too, because I tend to procrastinate. This is not something you want to procrastinate on. I um, I think that really, in a perfect world, the best time to start thinking about it, and I just mean thinking about it, not doing too much, is the end of sophomore year going into junior year. I think that what you should do at that point, and I'm not suggesting doing any writing then, just familiarizing yourself with the type of prompts you're going to hear, um, particularly for those supplementary questions, which I think end up being the toughest one. You know, it's not like, just tell me about your summer vacation. You're going to be getting questions like, let your life speak. This is a Quaker saying, how do you interpret that? Or um, if you could witness a historical event, what would it be? Or what song represents the story of your life at this moment? These aren't things you want to think about having to craft, you know, two weeks before a deadline. These are things that you want to have sort of marinating in your brain over junior year so that when it finally comes time to sit down, you know that this is the kind of stuff that you're going to have to be coming up with
1: cool answers to So don't wait. Yeah. And as we've always said on the podcast, having a plan eases all that stress and anxiety that usually comes along during this crazy time. Absolutely. So let's talk about the essay, what it is and what it isn't. It's definitely not a rehash of your resume. That's one thing I always tell students. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. It's supposed to add color, what I call energy to your application, either by talking about like a life experience or Or something that's on your resume and you can do like a deeper dive in what it means to you. Ultimately, the essay is there to do something your application isn't. Um, But now before we get into like uh, the Hall of Fame of essays and everything, let's kind of talk about the structure of it. And let's talk about these prompts that they have. So if the Common App, you have seven or eight different prompts to pick from. You know, some of the topics could be reflect on a time when you questioned or challenged a belief or idea, or discuss an accomplishment, event, or a realization that sparked a period of personal growth. Or, my personal favorite is pick your own topic, oh, share, yeah. <laughs> share an essay or a topic, or you can submit an essay that you've already written, or one that responds to a different prompt, oh or God. one of your own designs. Yeah, nothing
0: scares a teenager more than carte blanche, I think. Like, they like structure. So, in all my years, in 24 years, I could tell you that probably three kids. Shows that last one where you could write about whatever you want.
1: Most kids really appreciate some sort of structure. Um, yeah. Pick a prompt so that you have points to reflect off of, essentially, right. there.
0: I also have to just tell you real quick that um, a lot of kids come here and they say they feel very limited by these prompts. And I want to say that a very good college consultant or a very good English teacher even should be able to take any essay. And find a way to bend it toward one of those prompts. They're pretty universal, I feel. So, you know, a lot of times I have kids just with terrible writer's block and they can't do one through seven. So I'll just tell them, you know, write something that you think is compelling, something that you would want a college admissions um, committee to know about you, and we'll find a way to tweak it so that it could actually, you know, speak to one of the prompts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's the adaptability of the essays, too, because I remember I wrote my college essay a lifetime ago, but I used it as a response to a few different prompts as long as it's compelling and moving enough.
0: Yes, definitely. You could definitely recite.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you are interested in seeing what any of the prompts are, I'm going to include a link in the show notes to this. Uh, But Lisa, how do you kind of start the brainstorming process with your students? Do you have them start or do you have them kind of bounce ideas off of you? It's kind of a combo. It,
0: it generally depends on how well I know the student. I would say that three-quarters of the kids who work with me have been my students since third grade. And I know them really well. and I'm able to say something like, you know, Mark, this is what you're writing about. It's the perfect essay for you. That other 25% that I don't know as intimately, we generally will brainstorm together. They'll come. I'll do an intake. I'll find out what their extracurriculars are, their passions, their... Um, any kind of volunteer work, what have you, anything that um, they're particularly interested in, and we try to go from there. The, the, the key word with, with the essay is um, authentic authenticity, being genuine. You don't want to be someone that you're not. And I try very, very hard. I, I actually take pride in this, in trying to identify in every one of the kids I work with, what really makes them unique, what they'd be bringing to a
1: college campus that that would be a good thing. Yeah. And thats that's what we do. Yeah. And one thing I always tell students is don't be overly dramatic in your essays, no. right? It's kind of the Goldilocks. You don't want to undersell your accomplishments or what you're talking about. You don't want to say, oh, I've solved every problem in the world it's you're you're growing up so it's kind right. of presenting yourself in the best light and, and the best way you can do that is being authentic
0: my my favorite is that <laughs> Every year you might see floating around, there's this meme, and there's this character who has has her head in her hands, and she says, what obstacles? I have no obstacles to write about. <laughs> and I have these children, these kids who are brilliant, who come to me, and they're basically lamenting the fact that, you know, they haven't lost a parent to cancer, or they haven't lived in a shelter for one year. You don't need to have a story that's like that to write a compelling college essay. I think that that's a myth. People think it has to be something earth-shattering, that, you know, really... A lot of the times it makes people cry. People tend to really think they want to have a negative story, it's something that they overcame. But there are plenty of obstacles that we overcome in our regular lives that aren't anywhere near as as um, you know profound. You yeah. know some of these crazy things. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's talk about how to kind of capture the reader's attention. Since you're going to be submitting these essays to all these different schools, how do you make your kind of stand out from the beginning? Any advice there? Uh, you well, the intro is very important. Yeah. You want to grab a reader's attention for sure. You don't want to.
0: Well, first of all, you don't want to spell anything out. What you heard in the third grade, show, don't tell, that's extremely important with your college essay. You don't want to recap at the end, like the lesson I learned. And you also don't want to start in in a pedantic kind of way. So we try to start as creatively as possible. Some people say you shouldn't start with a quotation. I don't really have hard, fast rules about that sort of thing. It depends for every client. But I think starting with an anecdote is a really good way to start an essay, something that sets a scene. And again, because you only have 650 words, you know, you can't be taking up that much room with adjectives. But you want to set a very rich, Um, like I like to use the word mosaic or tapestry. You want lots of details, I feel, sensory details, and you want to bring your reader in. And that's important
1: in an introduction. I'm a big fan of sensory details. You basically want to have the reader smell, kind of hear, feel, kind of be in your essay. So I had a student write about cooking a traditional Chinese uh, pastry with her grandmother and just all the details that were going in there made you really feel that you were grounded in the story, and it makes you more invested, and it's a completely authentic story. Absolutely. And it makes the reader more connected, and that's kind of what you're aiming to do, is just connect with your reader as much as possible there. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, some issues that I see students uh, coming up to me, well, it's a dual edged One is it's either too long or it's too short yeah. of an essay. So let's start with the, the long ones. How do you kind of rein that in these kind of uh, lengthy essays.
0: I'd say that's about 50% of what I do. (laughs) I mean, I kind of laugh. Like, I'm the girl who comes and puts the commas in, takes 18 extraneous sentences out. Um, Oh, God. It's tough because it goes both ways. There are kids who can only get 200 words on paper, and then there are the kids who come in with 3,000 words. And um, I think it's harder, actually, for kids who don't write enough, you know? The kids with too much, it's easier to pare down. But you just want the most vital details in in, in the piece, for the most part, you don't need um, extraneous things. You you need to just stick to the story, the narrative that you are trying to share with with the committee. You yeah. don't. You want to pare it down as much as possible. It's kind of like that saying. I don't know if I'm going to get it right, but like you know, when a woman goes out. She should look herself in the mirror and she should take two things off. Less is more. Like, you don't need the necklace and the lipstick or the dangling earrings and the four bracelets. Less is more. There's an understated elegance to the best essays, I think. You don't want
1: to overkill it. That's kind of it. It's that kind of the subtlety in the story is that you're telling a story, but the best essays are the ones that aren't direct, more subtle, like cooking Uh, pastry with your grandma can turn into a bigger use that as kind of a A
0: lesson for life you know
1: life lessons there absolutely Absolutely.
0: that's tough with kids though as you know it's very very tough because i think that they've been groomed to spell things out yeah they feel the need to tell you explicitly what they're trying to show you has happened in their evolution instead of allowing the piece which is again only 650 words but to sort of function on its
1: own. Yeah. And you know, this ties in perfectly to the next part. How do you lengthen these essays? (laughs) And that kind of ties into what I call those like why sentences is that, on a superficial level, they're like, I like cooking, but it's like the why that adds a little extra right. detail and the, the like...
0: Well, the ultimate, you know, point of the essay for me, you know, for my kids, for anyone is to show some sort of growth or evolution. So oh. if someone comes to me with 200 words, which happens a lot with teenage boys, I have to tell you, not as much with the girls, but um, how do you get those details out? And you talked about, you know, five senses before. Yeah. So if a kid, like, sits down and gives me a two-paragraph essay about... I don't know. Give me an example. I don't know. Anything, basically. <laughs> I'll then say, let's look at your fire. Like, how did you feel when that was happening? What 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 did the room look like? You know, what were the smells emanating from the kitchen? And we'll just, like with any kind of brainstorming, try to get as many details related to the experience at. Sometimes, I have to be honest, you know, you have to scrap something. Sometimes the topics just aren't good. Yeah. And, you know, you have to tell the kid this you could send it in, you could you can submit it, but it's probably not going to get you too far because basically what you're trying to do is show the university how you're going to be a great fit for that university. and uh, you need a really powerful essay to do that.
1: Yeah, Lisa, any tips there because I feel like a lot of students have uh, questions on how to respond to that specific question, like why this oh, college? Perfect day for
0: that. Oh. <laughs> this is my why week. We've done all the common apps already, and now we're focusing on what I believe to be. The most difficult question. Every, every university you apply to, for the most part, will take no. your common app essay. And every university will also have some semblance of a why this university. Sometimes they're sneaky and they, you know, they shroud it in different words. But it's always basically why, you know. And we call this affectionately the kiss-ass question. This is a kiss-ass question. It's a question that requires a lot of specificity. And basically, you're trying to show the university... Why it is number one for you, not number 16, not your safety school, even though it might well be, but why it is the school you are dying to attend. And um, I have a lot to say about how to do the why essay. And bottom line is nothing is beneath you. I want you to know some things, I guess. But you want to do a minimum, and you're not going to like this, listeners, you want to do a minimum of three hours research for that question. And it can you can create a template out of it. And you can recycle it to some extent, but it is a specificity question. You want to research professors at the school. You want to research particular courses that sound interesting to you. You want to look into traditions and extracurriculars that you can take part in at the school that you might have even done in high school and you could carry on into college. You want to look at volunteer opportunities. You want to basically show the university that you have done your due diligence and that this school is the right school for you and also that you are the right candidate for this school. So the why question is huge.
1: Oh, I absolutely love that. Before we talk about your pet peeves when it comes to your essays, let's talk about things that you like when they show up on college essays.
0: Things that I like. Yeah. I like essays that make me laugh. Yeah. I like essays that have been self-deprecating extremely <laughs> I like essays where, you know, when I put them down, I have more questions. I want to really get to know the kid who's written the essay. I like unique topics. Um, I don't like the woe is me essay. Oh, my God. I I, I mean, sometimes there are very, very sad c- circumstances that um, merit an excellent common App essay, yeah. but um, the best essays for me, the ones that resonate with me, are always the ones that really have a strong personal voice. Uh, kind of like imagine David Sedaris writing, uh, writing, <laughs> writing an essay. That sort of thing. It doesn't happen a lot, you know. Maybe it's like three out of every ten, I'd say. Uh, but um, that doesn't mean the other seven aren't good. But those really incredible essays always give you a feeling like you know the
1: writer of them yeah it makes you want to know the student even more that i really like because there are so many of these college essays that i read for my students and i was like wow i didn't know that about them when they were taking the course granted these are super personal and different aspects that they usually don't share with everybody yeah it, it generating kind of this curiosity that you want more, that more? you want this student, get, give me this student. It's just
0: the appetizer. You know, yeah. not want the full course, and that would be you being on campus where we could get to know you better.
1: Yeah. So, Lisa, what are some pet peeves you have when it oh, comes to the man. essays?
0: Why is it that there's always more to say about that? But, <laughs> but yes, I've got pet peeves. I don't like what I call kitchen sink essays. Yeah, what are those? I mean, in this age of super students, everybody's like a Siemens finalist, and everybody's got the National uh, Latin Award, and everybody's like the editor-in-chief of their newspaper. We're going to find that out on your application. There's a place for all that. Yeah. You don't need to rehash everything in your college essay. So that's the first thing. I don't like the kitchen uh, sink essays. I also don't like essays again this speaks to authenticity and being genuine where i've known a kid for years and then they they pull together this like very formal type of essay that's <laughs> just not the kid you know that's that's strange you want to feel like yourself you want to sound like yourself
1: i remember in your essay. i remember one time i was uh, reviewing an essay and i was giving feedback and turns out it was it was very formal it was the parent writing the essay for oh, the student and it was very course. awkward when i had to give notes I read a
0: piece recently that you can always tell, or that admissions committees can always tell if a parent's done it, because my generation, I'm 49 years old, we put two spaces after a period. Oh, that's And they're that's able so funny. to tell when they get these essays that have two spaces after the period that's, that's, that had to have been someone born before 1980. Oh, that's so funny. So we, we catch on to you. Something else I can't stand in essays is, um, well, it's pe- picky, but the use of the word myriad. <laughs> it's just this very weird pet peeve of mine. I don't care if it's um with the preposition myriad of or just straight up myriad, it just sounds like you're trying very hard to be erudite. And um I had a kid here the other night and you know the first paragraph alone I saw the word dirth the word pusillanimous, sedulous. <laughs> it was like the kid had swallowed a dictionary. Like, we know you're smart based on your 1570. You don't need to, like, take every vocabulary word you've ever learned and throw it in to your essay. Sometimes yeah. simplest is best, and yeah. it comes across as much, much, much more, uh, you know, real.
1: Yeah. One little tip, though, that I do give students near the end of their essay, this used to be on the old SAT when they had, were on a time crunch and they had to uh-huh. uh, kind of spicing up the essay is, you know, if there are some, so if you are kind of lacking in vocabulary, one thing you can do is kind of go back and try to spice it up by putting in a little bit of vocab. But it's obvious when you do it haphazardly versus intentionally. So to avoid the essays that you're saying, kind of do it kind of tastefully. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah,
0: definitely do it tastefully. If you're using Don't overkill word, it. make sure you're using it the right way, please.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> What was the word that you don't... Nonplussed? That's oh, what?
0: nonplussed is my ultimate pet peeve. I can't tell you how many super, supposedly super educated people use the word nonplussed incorrectly. I see it all the time on the news and and whatnot. But whatever, this is my thing, so...
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, any other final pet peeves there, or are those your big ones? How long do you have,
0: not got- oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The biggest thing is, you know, not being authentic. Actually, final pet peeve. Are you ready yeah. for this one? And of course, you know... It, it seems like I'm, I'm looking for business, which I'm not necessarily. I, I think like so many times, especially with the clientele that I have, kids who really have so many incredible accomplishments, in the final hours, they don't receive any professional help for their what would probably one of the most important essays of their lives? They've yeah. spent thousands and thousands of dollars on you know prep classes and tutors for individual um, you know subjects and coaching and what have you. And then when it comes time to writing their college pieces, they're doing it all alone in their room at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I get that finances are an issue for people. At the very least, your English teacher, peer review, something like you cannot send a school with a four point six acceptance rate a piece of writing, good as it is, that might be rife with typos even.
1: yeah oh my please God.
0: have someone look over your work that is that's it we can even end on that note if you want to yeah. just have someone
1: look at your, your work please. yeah the the whole value of review you won't know if your essay is captivating unless you've had someone else take a take a look at it right you won't know if your essay is the one that's gonna make the reader want to want you unless you've had you know some outside eyes look on it absolutely so minimally your English teachers in school should be helping you out absolutely. but uh, if you're taking test takers you can always ask any of your teachers or directors yourself yet as well or
0: amazing I should say
1: <laughs> oh, Yes, I my forgot. son
0: was prepped by test takers and I consider it I've been doing this for 24 years and I entrusted them <laughs> with my child that is very high praise oh, I forgot to mention team. that in the beginning <laughs> yes I don't know full disclosure
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, my final note will probably be you know grammar grammar is always important and I've been stressing that to my students from day one when they start with me for their SAT stuff on your college essay you can't make an I versus me mistake you can't make it on a resume no. can't make it on it really, you shouldn't be making that mistake anyway, but uh, if you treat it uh, as importantly as, you know, in regard to SAT prep, as more than just SAT prep, hey, this is, these are important grammar skills for life, that'll set you up. Uh, so Lisa, I'd like to end these episodes on what I like to call the hashtag prep pro tip. What would you consider to be like the most important piece of information or last piece of information you'd give out to students there?
0: It's going to be a little boring i think i you, think it's important though it's very important it's preparedness it's familiarity with what you're going to be asked to do junior year in the middle of all your other classes you need to have an idea of what you're in for so again that summer between sophomore and junior year just familiarize yourself google the colleges you think you're interested in look at past supplementary questions that they've asked have an idea of what you're in for and basically after that as long as you're somewhat organized you're going to be okay yeah it's
1: Everyone has to do a college essay at some point. So it's worth putting in a lot of energy and time because in addition to your GPA and SAT scores, this is the other component that will set you apart from the other students there. All right, and uh, I guess my prep pro tip would be don't worry about what the reader thinks. All right, just focus on putting your best foot forward there. I
0: think that's
1: good. All right, uh, Lisa, thank you for being on the show. If anyone wants to get in contact with you, any uh, contact info? Uh,
0: yeah, um, my business is called Ad Astra, and you can find me Lisa Antonori, A N T I N O R E, on uh, Facebook.
1: All right, fantastic. All right, so sitting across from me, we have Lisa. My name is Naka, and this has been hashtag Prepped. Yay. <laughs>